This classic episode of the Children's Bible Hour is from 1988. Hi, everybody. It's time for another visit with all your friends from the Children's Bible Hour. Uncle Charlie. Hi, Uncle Charlie. Well, hi there. Come on in. You are invited to spend the next 30 minutes or so with us. We'll sing for you and, of course, tell you an exciting story. And today's story is exciting, believe you me. And it also has a good lesson. The story is called Drop the Oars. Oh, yes, we'll also visit Kids Talk Corner today and meet four brand new young people who are going to share with us their thoughts on what to do when friends try to get you to do something you know you shouldn't do. I guess that's also called peer pressure. So don't go away. We are glad to be here, glad to be with you, praising the Lord. Right, cousins? Yes, here we are together again, and we love getting together with our friends. Hey, cousins, don't sit down, because we're not finished with your opening choruses, but I was just thinking that our delightful duetters, Pam and Dan, have a good song to go with that chorus you just sang. So let's sneak them in here right now. Pam and Dan, listen to them sing. I love the thrill that I feel when I get together with God's wonderful people love the thrill that I feel when I get together with God's wonderful people. What a sight just to see all the happy faces praising God in heavenly places. What a thrill that I feel when I get together with God's wonderful people. Oh, what joy His love affords when we meet in one accord. I told you the name of the story today is Drop the Oars. The lesson of the story is this. Good works are good. 
Going to church is good, but none of these things will earn you a place in heaven. How can you get to heaven? Cousins, you tell us, all right? Oh, you can't get to heaven without salvation. Those of you who have our newest record or tape perhaps recognize that as one of the songs on the album. The album is called Songs from Here, There, and Everywhere. Here's another song from that album on the same topic. It comes right from the scriptures, and it tells us that salvation is found only in Jesus Christ. When you know the Lord Jesus as your own personal Savior, having trusted in his shed blood to wash away your sins, you can say along with five-year-old Carl, Alleluia, I'm one of his. High as a mountain, deep as an ocean, is my Father's love and devotion. and girls, have you ever been in a really dark room and suddenly had someone turn on a bright light? Have you ever been walking in some mucky old ground, slipping and sliding around and suddenly put your foot on a solid rock? Both of those are examples the Bible uses of our changing from the darkness of our sins to the light of trusting the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. And you know something? The caterpillar and the butterfly are good examples of the change that occurs when Jesus comes into our hearts and lives. 
Six-year-old Melissa has a cute song all about that, followed by some scripture. Let's listen. Hey, little caterpillar climbing up the tree. You've got no idea of what you're going to be. Crawling so slow with tiny little feet. And now it's time for Kids Talk. And we're back in Kids Talk Corner. It's been a while since we've had our Kids Talk feature, and I know that you enjoy it. I can tell that because of the letters that we receive, and many of you have written to suggest topics, and I want to encourage you to continue to do that. Now, as we gather around the microphone today, we have four young people. So I think it would be good if we went around the circle and had you uh, give your name, how old you are, and what grade you're in. And we'll start with the girls. Jennifer, you go ahead and go first. My name is Jennifer Koning. I'm 10 years old and I'm in the fifth grade. My name is Karina Roulant. I'm 10 years old and I'm in the fifth grade. My name is Mike Bartels. I'm 11 years old and I'm in the fifth grade. My name is Matthew Cox. I'm 10 years old and I'm in the fifth grade. So we have three 10-year-olds, one 11-year-old, and all in the fifth grade. So you're really beginning to think about life and what you should do and what you shouldn't do and, and maybe wanting to do some things on your own. And we want to share a question. Actually, it comes in the form of a letter. Let me read the letter. Dear Uncle Charlie, I'm 11 years old and I listen to your program regularly. I listened to the program in which you had a short period that was called Kids Talk, and I liked it very much. I would like to suggest a topic about going along with the crowd or peer pressure. I really enjoy your program. Thank you for caring enough to bring Christ to others. Now, isn't that a nice letter, and we're glad that we can do just that, bring the Lord Jesus Christ to others in the way of our program. But let's talk a little bit about... Um, peer pressure. Matthew, what, if you had to give a definition of peer pressure, what would you say it is? It's when your friends try to get you to do something. All right. Now, it can be something good, but it can also be something bad, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Karina, what do you say when others ask you to do something that you know you should not do? Say no. 
But now, let's say, for instance, you had a real good friend, okay? And you like this friend, and she asked you to do something that uh, you knew your parents wouldn't approve of, and you know just down deep inside is wrong. Uh, how would you say no to that friend? What would you say to her? I'd say, no, I can't do this because I know it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jennifer, how about you? How would you uh, handle that kind of situation? Well, I'd say, like, um, I'm, we're friends and stuff, but I just can't do this because it's wrong. Okay. Mike, uh, you know, boys uh, can sometimes get into trouble from time to time. Uh, what if uh, somebody asked you to do something and you knew nobody else would find out about it? Would that make a difference in whether you say yes or no? Oh, yeah, it would because I'm not going to be wrong because I'd rather have store up treasures in heaven than have them on earth. Okay, in other words, you want to please the Lord rather than just pleasing friends, right? Right. Um, why do you think it's so important to be accepted? I would like to answer that question. Why do, you, why do you think it's so important to be accepted? Karina? Well, sometimes it'll give you more confidence in yourself. Okay. Another reason? Mike? Because you have to have a friend out for recess. You don't want to just stand in a corner and be alone. Okay. It is important to have friends. But what is more important, having friends or doing what is right? Matthew? Doing what is right. Mike? Doing what is right. Karina? Doing what's right. And Jennifer? Doing what's right. All right. We all agree that when it comes right down to it, we need to do what is right. What if, by doing what is right, you lost every one of your friends? What would you do, Jennifer? Well, I'd say, like, I still want to be your friend, but I just can't do this because I know what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Would it help, too, perhaps, to look for some other friends who share your ideas and your convictions? Yeah. It sure would, wouldn't it? How do you determine whether something is right or wrong? How, what, makes you, how, what helps you to decide what is right and what is wrong, Matthew? The Bible. Okay. The Word of God. And um, what else do you depend on to kind of help you know whether something's right or wrong besides the Bible? Jennifer? Well, I think what God would do and then do what he would do. All right. What would God do? Uh, how about, uh, how much do you depend on your parents? Huh, Mike? What do you think? A lot. <laughs> do you? Oh, that's good. Uh, are you able to talk to your mom and dad about some of the things that you think might be right or might be wrong and get their ideas on it? Yeah, usually. All right, and that's important too. So, what do you say when others ask you to do something you shouldn't do? Say no, but do it in a happy way, in a, with a positive attitude. What if you lose friends because of it? Well, it's better to be right and lose your friends than to do what is wrong and keep them. Before we get back to our music and then on to our good story, a quick reminder that if you are not using Keys for Kids, you are missing out on what many have told us is the best kids devotional around. In fact, just listen to what a few people have written to us. This is from Florida. A 14-year-old writes and says, I really enjoy these books. I love the way I can learn a biblical lesson by reading a little story. I love to read them at night before I go to bed. 
I sometimes read them to my little sister. She's three. I'm 14. And then this one from Indiana. Thank you for your ministry to the youth of America and abroad. I teach fifth and sixth grade. My 20 students love to hear the stories in Keys for Kids. They are so helpful in showing us how we are to respond to life from God's directive in His Word. And hey, by the way, now you don't have to write every other month to get Keys for Kids. We'll be glad to put you on the mailing list to keep getting it every other month. Oh, help with printing and postage is always appreciated, but not necessary. A daily time of devotions is so important, and Keys for Kids is written to be read to or by kids of school age. To get started getting Keys for Kids, just write and ask for a copy. You can send your request either to CBH Ministries or Keys for Kids, Box 1, Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49501. That's CBH Ministries or Keys for Kids, Box 1, Grand Rapids, Michigan. The zip is 49501. Oh, you can also email us your request for Keys for Kids. Our email address is Keys for Kids, all one word, at CBH Ministries, all one word, dot O-R-G. You got that? Keys for Kids at CBH Ministries dot O-R-G. Well, soon it will be time for our good story, Drop the Oars. But before that, cousins, give us just a part of the song you're going to sing after the story, because it really tells us that we are not saved by our good works. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone that we are complete in Him. Don't go away, kids. It's story time. Our story today, written especially for the Children's Bible Hour by Leah Rett, is entitled, Drop the Oars. It was Friday afternoon, and school was out. Chuck and his friend Ken were on their way home. Boy, am I glad we can hang up the books for a couple of days. Me too. Guess what? We're going to my grandparents' house as soon as I get home. Dad's even taking off from work early. We'll be back tomorrow, though. Well, what are you doing tomorrow afternoon, Ken? Can you come over? Dad said he'd help us get started on our cars for the soapbox derby. Okay, I'll ask my mom. She'll probably be glad to get me out of the house. What time shall... Oh, no, I just remembered. I won't be able to come. You going away or something? Yeah... Well, sorta. Actually, Mom said I have to go with her to pass out our church literature. What kind of literature? Are you having a special meeting at your church so you have to pass out invitations or something? Sometimes we do that at our church, too. Nah, this is just church magazines. We're supposed to get some people to come to visit our services or to let somebody from our church talk to them. Well, where do you go? We're assigned to a certain neighborhood in town, and we go door to door. I'll be glad when I'm done with it. I'm not crazy about going, but Mom says I shouldn't complain. We only have to do it a couple times a year, and it's not much compared to what it earns for us. What do you mean? Do you get paid for doing that? We don't get paid when we pass out stuff for our church. 
We don't get any money for it either. But Mom says it helps us earn a place in heaven. You do it to get to heaven? Don't you believe in Jesus? Well, sure, we believe in him. He was the best man that ever lived. And we have to have faith in him and in the way he lived. And we have to try to live good lives like he did. Our minister says that if we live good enough lives and work hard enough for God, he'll reward us for that. That's why we go to church all the time and go on this visitation and stuff. But the Bible says we can't earn our salvation. We have to admit that we need Jesus to save us. We have to believe that he took the punishment we deserve and accept him into our lives. Don't you believe that? Like I said, we believe in God and Jesus too, but they're not the same. At least I never heard that before. Anyhow, I have to go out on visitation tomorrow. Maybe it'll help me to get to heaven, maybe it won't. But it sure can't hurt, so that's what I'll do. Why take a chance? Hey, here we are at my place, and it looks like everybody's already in the car waiting for me. I'll see you Monday. Yeah, see ya. Chuck was puzzled by the things Ken had said, but he didn't discuss it with anyone until he was having lunch with his parents the following day. Oh, that was a delicious lunch, dear. Sure was. Can I get another barbecue sandwich for anyone? There are lots left. I already had two, and I'm full. <laughs> I am too. In fact, I'm afraid I ate more than my share of this good food this afternoon. <laughs> well, you surely left some room for a piece of my famous apple pie, didn't you? How about it? <laughs> That's a difficult offer to turn down. But I think maybe we ought to save it for a little bit later. Uh, first, let's go work off a little of what we've already eaten. What do you say, son? Oh, is Ken coming over to work on the derby cars this afternoon? I bet he'd enjoy a piece of that apple pie, too. He can't come today. He has to go with his mom on door-to-door visitation mm-hmm. and give out church literature and stuff. Oh, is that right? Uh, are Ken and his family Christians? I don't think so. He talks about God and faith in Jesus, but his church teaches that they have to do good works to be saved, like go to church and go out on this calling program and live good lives. Ken figures that even if it doesn't help in getting him into heaven, it can't hurt either. So he does whatever the church says he should. Mm. Sounds to me like um, he needs to drop the oars and catch hold of the rope. Drop what oars? What do you mean? (laughs) I was just remembering something that happened back when I was a boy. Uh, There's a river with a big waterfall near the town where I grew up. And, And just above the falls, the water is very wild and dangerous. It's unsafe for boating. But I remember one time when a man who was fishing in the river allowed his rowboat to drift too close to the falls and it got caught in the swift current. That man rowed and rowed for all he was worth, but it looked like a losing battle. As the current pulled him closer and closer to the falls, a crowd gathered on the riverbanks and people called out to encourage him. Here comes John with the rope. Everybody stand back and give him room. Hurry, we haven't got much time. Stand back, everybody. Get me the rope. I'll have to wind up this rope and throw it again. Stand back, everybody. I've got to make this throw count. There may not be time to try it again. All right, here we go again. Oh, you got it! He got it! Yeah, 
still trying to roll too. He's going to lose his hold on that rope if he doesn't drop those oars. Drop the oars and just hang on to the rope. We'll pull you in. You'll be safe soon. That's it. Help me pull him in. Here he comes. Grab his arm. There. You're safe. That was a close call. When that man quit trying to get to shore by his own efforts and just trusted his rescuers to haul him in, he was saved. Now, Ken reminds me of that man. He's trying to save himself by, by doing a lot of so-called good things. But like that man in the boat, Ken needs to stop working to save himself. The only way he or, or anyone can be saved is to just trust the Lord Jesus and, and his shed blood on the cross to save him. That's right. The Bible says, For by grace uh, are, are you saved, saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Mm -hmm, that's right. That's Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. You know, going to church and praying and giving generously and living a good life, none of these things will ever save anyone from his sins and earn him a place in heaven. I'm glad we all know that, and I think Ken needs to know it. I think so, too. Maybe he can come over and work on the derby car some night next week. If he can, could you tell him the story of the man in the boat, Dad? That's an exciting story. And I bet Ken would like to hear it. I'll be glad to tell it again. Can you talk to him about how people have to drop the oars if they want to be saved too? About how they have to just trust Jesus? Sure. And you can help me tell him. I'll tell you. You issue the invitation, Chuck. Dad will tell the story. I'll make another apple pie and we'll all pray for Ken. And then trust the Lord to help him understand that Jesus is the true and only way to heaven. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone that we are complete in Him. Complete, complete, complete in Him. We are complete in Him. Hallelujah, we're 
Well, time's up for today's visit. I sure hope you enjoyed the music and our good story. Before I go, a quick reminder that we'd love to put you on the mailing list to get keys for kids every other month. All you have to do is just write and ask for it. It's free for the asking. Here's where you can write. CBH Ministries, P.O. Box 1, Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49501. That's CBH Ministries, Box 1, Grand Rapids, Michigan. The zip is 49501. You can also email us at keysforkids at cbhministries.org. That's keysforkids, all one word, at cbhministries, also all one word, dot O-R-G. And when you're right, if you'd like to tuck in a prayer request, if you have a problem you'd like to share, we're here to help in any way we can. Goodbye now. God bless you. Hey, see you again next week.